Hello and Kreuzer to episode 115 of Alternative Wales, the podcast. The international break is close. We have a squad announcement to talk about. We have a weekend of club football to talk about. And we have plenty of other nonsense to discuss as well. Um, as Kaus is too busy signing autographs outside the turf uh, after appearing in this week's Welcome to Rexham episode, we've used the opportunity to get in a respectable journalist in his place for a change. Uh, it's, of course, Megan Ferringer. Welcome back to the pod. Megan, how are you? I'm I'm so happy to be here, especially as Kaus's replacement. I feel like I've been upgraded to, to next level. This is really good. Yeah. Um, big, big shoes to fill. Huge shoes. Um, yeah. Or, or small shoes. Depends how you feel about Kaus. Um, but we, we all love him, really. Uh, and of course, joining us, the stalwart, the ever-present, effervescent. Don't know how I got that written down. Came up with it earlier. It didn't come out as I'd hoped. Ever-present, yeah. effervescent, Rodri Davis. So, it's also not very appropriate for me to call me yeah. effervescent. However you say that word. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, we're on Wednesday. It's Wednesday as we're recording, Rod. So surely the weekend's antics are a distant dream and you're relatively fighting fit. Yeah, f- feel much. Well, I don't feel hungover. I just post night shift, so uh, yeah. just very, 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 very tired. So yeah, <laughs> never, ne- never fighting fit, but no. as close as close as I can be. Good stuff. Yeah. Right before we start on the football uh, on October the twentieth, uh, I will be hosting a panel with the wonderful Joe Ledley, Annie Glass, Penny Miles of Walgochem and Award, and Jalal of Amar Cymru at the best museum in the world, Saint Fagans. Um, it's all part of the Voices of the Red Wall exhibition. Uh, so please come along, listen to us discuss Welsh fan culture, have a drink, socialise and see the exhibition before it closes next month. Tickets are available on the St. Fagans website. Uh, I've also shared the link on our social media. Um, also by issue 11 for crying out loud. Um, I don't need reminding you. Uh, right, that's all out of the way. Football. Uh, the international break is next week and we have a squad uh, featuring some new faces. Um Megan, it's Regan Poole, Owen Beck, Charlie Savage, returning Luke Harris. It's good to see after what was a pretty damp squib of a squad announcement for the last break and the Gibraltar game next week is the perfect time to see what they're made of. Yeah, I think Rob Page saw my Twitter. So that's exciting because I think I added him and was like, yo, why don't we see some like youngsters coming in? So I'm excited to see him. I don't know how much they're going to feature i hope they feature a lot especially because like it's gibraltar so it's a friendly there's there's just no reason not to have them feature but i'm especially excited for charlie savage and owen beck i've talked to owen beck's family i've I've done sort of a piece about him and his past and he's just a really cool kid um really like lots of people at liverpool rate him highly um he's you know kind of on the smaller side so they've had to like put him on sort of like bespoke diets and things to try to get him a little bit bigger but yeah he's super highly rated and i hope to see him play yeah he's an interesting one uh, i think we've heard, all heard a lot about him hasn't really worked out for him on his couple of lone moods he's at dundee this this season um and for those who don't know Megan, he's a right back i think isn't he um, yeah so if anyone's seen like the younger wales age groups play mm. him and finn stevens have done like really well working together from like full back to full back wing back to wing back and it's been really fun so unfortunately finn's not in the senior squad but yeah the two of them have done really well and, and owen's a pretty highly rated prospect yeah i don't think it'll be too long before we see finn stevens i think he's having quite a good season with oxford uh at the moment as well um Rod, I come to you as our uh, negativity respondent, uh, <laughs> our negativity correspondent, even uh, to ask about Aaron Ramsey and Brennan Johnson's omissions. Both injured, not sure how long for both of them. 
Uh, but in Ramsey's case, I'm not sure we'll even see him in November. Mm. Although I think Errol Bullock today said that he won't need surgery, so that is that is a, a positive. Um, yeah. How much of a concern is it that we are missing probably our two best players going into what is a massive game against a really good side? Yeah, Gibraltar, you mean, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it's uh yeah, massive blow. Big two real key players and two in, like starting players. So yeah, big concern, especially in terms of attack. And uh yeah, I'm you've you said I was negativity, but I think most people would be quite pessimistic about that fixture now without mm. them too, because how key they are. Um we've got we've still got players there that can help us and but I think in terms of the Croatia game now, I'm not gonna say damage limitation, but we're gonna have to set our stall for like a a draw. Like, you mm. know, yeah. sit deep and sit deep and hope we can pinch something on the counter. Like we probably have had to do that anyway, but especially without Ramsey in midfield. Uh I don't know who exactly is gonna come in in that position, I assume it'll probably be one of the attacking players, and then we'll still have the like uh, Jordan James and Ampadu midfield. Mm. Um, did see Jordan James got an absolute screamer last night as well. Did I don't know if yeah. you saw that? So nice to see that. So if he can do one of them against Croatia, we'd be laughing. Um, no, Brennan Johnson out, big, big, big worry there. If I think it's a hamstring, is it? I think, yeah. So, yeah, that's a bit of a concern because they can be very recurrent kind of injuries. So let's hope that's not the start of some constant trouble for him because I don't know I've I, obviously never played football at a very high level but I used to have trouble in my hamstrings and they just keep going they keep mm. going and yeah it's not a good thing especially when, when you're a player that relies on your pace and you know you're, you're in that position where you're making those runs and you're stretching your legs and yeah could, but there, there's enough negativity there. Um, nice I was hoping that. that at some point this was going to like go into like, I've got an idea of how we can get over his hamstring <laughs> no. injury. Like, this is what I've done. I've always eaten four apples a day or something, but no, it's just like strict negativity. No, I've just packed up football. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't mean, give uh, him that advice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in, in the last couple of games, I don't really know how much Brennan Johnson has actually offered us. I know he missed a lot of chances in Latvia and then on another day he could have got a hat-trick and we'd all be speaking about how great he was. But I mean, Ramsey seems to be more of a miss. But I don't yeah. think losing players like Ramsey and Johnson in this case are the same as when we'd go into an international break without Bale or Ramsey five, six, seven years ago. And I mean, so, you know, Dan James comes back in to the squad. He he seems like a ready-made replacement. You know, he'll probably go back into the team. Um, you know, David Brooks seems to be back and will probably earn a start now against Croatia. Do you see those two, Megan, as the ready-made replacements um, for, for especially the Croatia game? Yeah, I think DJ needs to step up a little bit. I haven't really been that impressed with him of late, and maybe that's just me being a little harsh. I know off the ball, he's kind of irreplaceable in terms of what he does, but I think that this is a really good opportunity for him to offer it a little bit more in front of goal and be that kind of attacking threat that we've always wanted him to be. And yeah, I think the other, David Brooks especially, I'm really excited about. I think he's done amazing coming back. I mean, the backstory is awesome. Everything about David Brooks is amazing. But also the way that he's managing to play, I think is really great. I don't know if he can go a full 90 minutes, which is kind of concerning. But 
I think that he's, yeah, I, I think this is a really good opportunity to see what he can offer. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't really have to fight for a position in this way. Like, I think that that's a really good point as well. So, yeah, between him, Harry Wilson, DJ, and, and Kiefer back in yeah, the squad as well, that's mm-hmm. huge. I don't know what Ruben Colwell has to do to get called up into a squad. Mm-hmm. If anyone watched, like, the the younger age groups for Wales, the last international break, Ruben Colwell looked so much better than everyone out there. And then somehow he's still going to be stuck with that squad. I know that they're competing to get into a World Cup as well. And I know that's really important. But if Owen Beck and Charlie Savage are being called up in the senior squad, I think Ruben kind of deserves one as well. But I don't know. I'm getting nitpicky about players that potentially might not make it into the starting 11. And that's kind of, a, I guess, a privilege to be in. So, no, I, I'm really excited for those two. Am I right in saying Joe Morrell is not in the squad and he yeah. could potentially play? He's no longer No, it's a two-match ban. He had an extra game. Okay, that's what it is. I saw All that right. earlier. I, well, I, I'm quoting someone on Twitter. I think someone said, is there no morale? But yeah, apparently he's banned um, for two, for two games. So he, he'll be out of Croatia. Straight, straight red, is it? Yeah, is it too much? and I think it was because yeah. it was a violent straight red, maybe, because it was like the big boot. I'm not sure. Because Kiefer yeah. only got one. I think his was a straight red. I think Morel's got upgraded for some reason. I think anyway, that's what I saw on Twitter earlier, which we all know is um, you know, is the, the fountain of all knowledge online. <laughs> <laughs> but it would be really peculiar if he wasn't getting called up and the likes of Dylan Levitt were. That would be peculiar. Well, that's what I was assuming why Dylan, mm-hmm. Dylan had gotten brought in was because Joe couldn't feature against Croatia. And I guess Robbie wanted to try to see what options he had instead of calling up someone who can't feature whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. He's learned his lesson there, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, this Gibraltar game is the prime opportunity for players to get. Um, some chances. Um, is there anyone you'd like to to see feature Rod in particular? You know the 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 boys at Ipswich seem to be doing really well. I think more yeah. minutes in a Welsh shirt will be good for them. Yeah, and 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 maybe see Wes Burns. I don't know where he'd feature, but for Ipswich he seems to feature more attacking. Mm. So I'd play him in more of that position. Seen as Brennan's out, so maybe you could play him like an attacking right mid. I, I don't know if that's actually where he plays for Ipswich, but. I saw his goal last night and he seemed to be in that position. Um uh I'd I'd like to see Luke Harris a bit more of him, <laughs> seeing as he's in the squad. Um he's he's been included quite a few times now and we haven't seen much of him at all. And I think Charlie Savage as well. I've heard quite good reports of him at Reading. So yeah. Nice to see him get captain, see what he can offer and if he's as um combative as his dad. In, yeah. in the middle there. so yeah he's supposed to so, be technically yeah. better than his dad which isn't well, really saying a lot much. is it no no <laughs> I don't think so and I hope he's a bit less bloody you know <laughs> a bit less yeah. of a twat is that what you want to say no I, I don't mind I don't, to be fair yeah. I don't mind Robbie Savage but um, he's a yeah, nice bit, twat he's like a bit good, less of a twat yeah yeah, but yeah slightly less twatty maybe yeah, yeah that'd be <laughs> yeah it would yeah, it good. would be hugely entertaining considering it's a friendly if his debut um sort of replicate his dad's performance against Northern Ireland in, in Cardiff yeah, where he gets sent off within like yeah. minutes. <laughs> yeah. Or if he yeah. or if he's got like one of those goals against Norway or was it Norway and Turkey he scored against they were both belters. He gets sent off for being scythed down and then being pushed to the ground. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the most stupid red card of all time. Yeah. 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 That, uh, that, that, that would be nice. Yeah. Um obviously the um the Gibraltar game is being played at um the race course which is great i'll be making my first appearance at the race course 
um, and a man who knows the race course very well, uh, Paul Mullen has been released. Uh, um, it's been released that uh, he's on the standby list. <laughs> Megan, obviously, um, he's been released the, into the wild. Yeah, the t- the talk has dominated uh, for the last year of should Paul Mullen play for Wales? He's made the standby list. And knowing our um, recent history of dropouts, is a good chance he could end up in the squad. W- what do you make of it? As as a, you know, it's become sort of conversation for the sake of conversation. Sometimes the Paul Mullen debate, but yeah, you know, he may bring us something that we don't really have in the squad. I think it's a solid beer conversation, like the kind of thing that you'd bring up at a bar if you didn't mm. really have like you're with someone that you don't know too much and you realize that your only thing that you have in common is football. And you'd be like, so what do you think about Paul Mullen? Like, that's kind of <laughs> how I see this conversation. But um, all, as like a, just a general fan who's in it for the vibes, I think it's great. Like, that's yeah. cool. Get him in at the race course. How much fun would that be? The narrative around it. Paul Mullen finally gets the feature for Wales and it's at his home ground, blah, 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 blah. As like a firmly, like less sort of romanticized journalistic point of view. I mean, it's just kind of crazy. Um, but at the same time, he is scoring goals and you look at the squad and there aren't a lot of goals in there. So, I mean, it, he did drop down a lot of leagues to go play for Wrexham. He's probably a League One striker. And we've historically called up players from League mm. One who have played mm. really, really well for Wales. So it's a, it's a really weird sort of argument. I don't think anyone can find a, an actual answer until he features and either flops or does extremely well or just just looks regular and normal and totally like fine in the game. So yeah, I think if he does feature and he features awesomely, then everyone will say like, haha, I told you so. But also if he flops, then all the other side will get to like sort of relish in that shout shout in Florida, whatever the German word is for it. But um no, I mean for the vibes, I'm kind of here for it. I, that's why I like football. I like vibes and I think Paul Mullen <laughs> making his debut at the race course would just be really great. Yeah, it would it would it would be a, a moment and um it's sold out now I think the game has so it'll be um it'll be really fun. Um, you know, hopefully we can um, you know, scrape a win against Gibraltar. That would be nice. Um and we get to see some some lads that maybe we haven't seen. But uh yeah, and then uh, then we can think about the big one uh on Sunday. Um we'll do a deeper dive next week into the games and um you know how, how we're gonna set up and, and, and that sort of thing. Um so we'll leave that chat for next week. Um, bit of football from the weekend to talk about uh, in the club game. Swansea followed up their 3-0 win last week against Sheffield Wednesday with another 3-0 win away to Millwall. Um, Megan, you're a Swansea fan, um, albeit uh, I know you haven't really been able to pay much attention as you may have liked over the last um, sort of year or so. Um, but what are your feelings on Swansea this season and Duff Ball TM? I've been in like an existential crisis. (laughs) Um, It's been dire. It's just been really sad. I think that's the only way of really describing it, especially when like Swansea put out, I think it was either, God, it feels like ages since this tweet went out. So I don't actually really know. Like my sense of time is totally warped, but they put out a tweet listing like Nathan Wood, Joe Allen, all these players having long-term injuries. And I was like, we're going to get relegated. Like that was my first instinct. So that's the Mm. level of doomsday that I'm kind of dealing with. (laughs) And for some reason, back-to-back three nil wins has not really assuaged that. But I think it's because I'm not convinced by Michael Duff. If he proves me wrong, I will be so ecstatic. But as of right now, from what I'm seeing, I just haven't really been that impressed. It's not been very fun. There is no identity. 
everything that Russell Martin kind of put into place over the last two years has been just shot down at the knees pretty emphatically in about nine matches, which is kind of impressive from him. Like he's managed to knock down like loads of stuff in a very truncated amount of time. So yeah, it's, it's not been great to be a Swansea fan, but the last two wins have been nice to kind of like stop Mm. the rot. I'm not sure how much that's going to help tonight. They play Norwich. So you'll like, if you ask me tomorrow, I'll probably just be like back to doomsday levels, sadness. Um, so yeah, it, it's just been it's not been great, but also as long as we don't get relegated, I'm I'm happy. I just don't think the club has any idea what it's doing at the moment, but that's yeah. kind of been the feeling since Russell wanted to go. Yeah, I mean, Rod, we mentioned last week about winning 3-0 against Sheffield Wednesday. It seems like, you know, they they're the beating the you know, they're going to lose pretty much every week in the championship and it's about, you know, not having it as a one-off and they have followed it up with a really good result in Millwall. Um but, you know, Megan's absolutely right. You can't sort of win over a fan base with two, three, no wins in a row after the start they've had. Um, it's still a long way back, probably. Um, but I guess there's some signs of life there. Um, Cardiff won their fourth game in a row on the weekend against Rotherham, but run out of steam a bit last night, losing 2-0 to Middlesbrough. Uh, Wrexham drew 3 all in typically dramatic circumstances. And then in untypically dramatic circumstances drew nil nil to Mansfield last night um I do a bet where I put um over 1.5 goals in a game big big acker of them the only team to let me down last night were Wrexham so um yeah I think in their own yeah a bit, bit frustrating uh but there we are when the fun stops stop um Newport <laughs> lost 2-1 to Salford on the weekend Returned to winning ways last night, um, coming from behind to beat Colchester 2 1. So, um, very good result. And um, it was also confirmed last week that Hugh Jenkins will be taken over um, at Newport County. Um, we'll hopefully talk in more detail about that after the international break when we have a bit more time. Um, Merthyr unfortunately crashed out of the FA Cup, losing 4 1 to Sheppey on Saturday. A bit of a shock um, and a big shame. Um, but they did return to winning ways last night, beating Basingstoke 3-1 away from home. They sit second in the table at the moment, one point behind league leaders. Gosport, um, Rod, anything you want to elaborate on in that EFL roundup, or shall I move on? I was going to just jump in and say that Swansea have had a, a bit of a tough start and like, you know, it's about finding consistency and, you know, picking up wins and not losing too many in the bounce. I just think the saving grace, much like Cardiff last season, is that there's quite a few shit teams in the league, yeah. especially down the bottom. You've got Sheffield Wednesday, Rotherham, I think, are doomed. Mm. And then you've got the likes of Huddersfield, QPR, I think, are going to struggle as well. And there's the, there's another handful of teams already struggling. Watford are doing quite bad and still yeah. losing a few games now. So, yeah, I don't think... I, don't, I personally don't think Swans are in too much trouble. I, but... You know, Swans fans want more than just scraping survival, don't they? So, yeah. Um, yeah, long way to go. But, you know, if he can find a way of not minimising the bad defeats and the shit performances, then, you know, it doesn't take much to stay up in this league if you can not be too shit. So, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Don't be too shit. That's uh, wise, yeah, wise that's words. Yeah, I, I watched Rotherham against Cardiff, and they were they offered absolutely nothing. They'll be they're dead and buried already. I'm surprised if they pick up more than thirty odd points a season. Same with Sheffield Wednesday. 
I think yeah. Cardiff even had 80% possession in some periods of the game, which is saying a lot, really, although we are <laughs> um, a bit more uh, possession-inclined under Errol Bullet. Um but yeah, still um, unsettling to see that kind of stat after so many years of <laughs> scraping like the magnetic fields reversed or something. Yeah. <laughs> Uru. Um, <laughs> in the Cymru Leagues, um, Haverford West got a big win against ABBA to move out of the relegation zone, um, despite ABBA getting a shock first win of the season in midweek against Bala. Uh, Connors Key beat Pennebont, uh, despite a late Pennebont comeback. Um, I was getting all excited in my living room on Saturday evening watching Scorio, but uh, it wasn't to be. Um, they keep the pressure on TNS at the top um, and are starting to sort of pull away a little bit from uh, mm. the chasing pack of Newtown, Carnarvon and Bont. Um, and also a big shout out to Avon Lido in the Cymru South who came uh, from three goals down um, with 10 men against Carnarvon um, and their three goals came in the 88th, the 92nd and the 97th minute, um, which is... Good drama, yeah. I must say. Um, you know, being three 0 down on the eighty seventh minute with ten men and coming back to draw is very impressive. Um, did you did you manage to catch that Ennis Hero player's goal as well? That oh yeah. yeah, what a goal that was! Yeah, yeah. unbelievable strike. Yeah, I've got um, to give him a shout out. I can't remember yeah. his name off the top of my head, but yeah, Mason Evans. I want to say I don't know if I've just pulled yeah, that. Yeah, only seventy. That feels like a really typical footballer's name. Yeah, Mason Evans yeah. Mason rolls Evans. off the tongue really well. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the Cymru South this season is, is shaping up to be a hell of a league. Uh, Britain Ferry, Llanetli and Ammonford are all on 18 points at the top. Um, Avon Leader were on 17. And then Carmarthen and Baglin are not far behind with 15. So uh, that's one to keep an eye on. Um, there seems to be some really good sides in that league. Um, yeah. And they're all sort of going to clash at some point. Um, Megan, the Adran leagues have kicked off. Um, it's still all to play for at the moment. I think we're three games deep. Wrexham mm-hmm. um, have made a seamless transition into the league. They sit top of the league. And uh, the surprise package so far is Abertown women. Um, Gwilym and the Soul Crew will be uh, very pleased with their start. They're also on seven points, sitting joint second. Um, but what should we know so far about the start of the season? it's it's fun like the start of the season I don't think anyone expected it to be as kind of wide open as it has been up at the top I think loads of people including myself sort of wrote it off as Cardiff Swansea Cardiff Met in Wrexham or even TNS kind of breaking into that as well but instead it's just been really fun like you said Abertown's up um, joint second with Wrexham because they drew nil nil with Cardiff which is a really really great result but so many teams are taking points off one another it's like Opening day, Wrexham obviously had that really, really good draw with Swansea 3-3. But then Swansea go and lose to Cardiff Met 3-1. Cardiff City thrashed TNS 3-1. So there's just like loads of different sort of results that are just blowing open the Adjun Prem. And it's really fun because that's how they're going to get more crowds to show up. That's mm-hmm. how they're going to get people interested when games just aren't a write-off. And it's not Cardiff City are going to go romp this game or or Swansea are going to go romp this game. So I, I really like the beginning of it. I think Wrexham and like you said, they've had a really seamless transition, which has been super cool because I didn't even think they were going to do that. Like I thought they were going to get kind of a, a humbling or a chastening against Swansea. And that hasn't been the case this weekend. They play Cardiff City at home, which is genuinely like one of the games that I'm so looking forward to. Reigning champs versus the new kids on the block at Wrexham's home ground. Like you can't really ask for better. I know there's a lot of um, stuff about the rock that isn't great. Um and it's, a, it's unfortunate that Wrexham are kind of stuck there with the contract situation that they're in. But if you can find your way up there, I do highly recommend going because I can promise you right now that that game is going to be just genuinely so much fun. 
yeah, it's uh, absolutely it's it's interesting that it's come around so quickly. They could catch Cardiff City before they really get going. But yeah, Cardiff City they lost both um, Phoebe Poole and Lily Billingham, which were two pretty big players for them last season, especially Phoebe. I mean, Phoebe was a goal scoring monster, and that's now sort of been taken over by Rosie Hughes, who scored mm-hmm. five goals against Barrytown. Yeah. Which is like, what a way to sort of establish yourself, like. I think the joke that was going around Twitter was like, she takes no prisoners and yet she's like a prison guard, which is pretty yeah. awesome. So there you go. I, I read that piece. There was a piece in, her, in the BBC Sport website, I think, and her goal record was ridiculous. It was like 91 goals and <laughs> yeah. half as many I mean, games or something. <laughs> she she was responsible, single-handedly responsible for like over a third of the goals that Wrexham scored last season and they scored a stupid number of goals. So <laughs> yeah. it, it's like she's just phenomenal and anytime that she's kind of in front of goal, I almost don't even have to watch her score. I'm just already typing goal Wrexham yeah. Rosie yeah. Hughes. <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, we'll we'll start it here right now. Then uh, Gemma Granger get her on the plate. Yeah, it's the loud. same. It's like yeah. the Mullen, uh, <laughs> the female yeah. Mullen. Yeah. or the male, the male uh, Rosie Hughes. As yeah, she's yeah. putting Paul Mullen to shame. Um, right, that's more than enough football uh, for tonight. Um, me and Rod <laughs> caught up with Agent Phillips earlier, so you can hear that next before we come back for more fun and games in part two. Agent Phillips, are you there? Yes, I have a very important. Uh, uh, well, I don't know if it's an announcement or not, but I've uh, I've received a message. Play right. the message, Agent Phillips. My name is Abubakar. We have heard great things about you here in Lagos, Nigeria, regarding your church football team. I have a business opportunity for you, and I think you will like it. We believe that you are the best person to spearhead a new church league here in Nigeria. It has the potential to be the world's best. We have heard of your kind and friendly nature, along with your wonderful ability to make money and build for local community. The A470 roundabout is one of the best in the world, all thanks to you. We actively encourage you to bring your team with you. Because football here in Nigeria is rubbish and we believe you can secure many big stars from around the world to come and play in our church league. Especially with the karaoke champion of Wales. He is already a star in Nigeria. We'd also like you to consider bringing what you call the Chancers in Brian, Tommy Cause and Rodri to maybe look into a new venture of Alternative Nigeria. We have a rich history and culture and we believe that with their input you can all become celebrities in Nigeria, not just in real. We want you to build a brighter future for the giant of Africa. Africa is rising Mr. Phillips and you will be the one on the spear. I have a $10 million investment ready for you sir. You can use this on your training and development of players, or buying new players or whatever you see fit. All I request is a copy of your passport, your bank account details for the monies, your birth certificate and a copy of your fingerprints. Good day Mr. Phillips, Nigeria looks forward to welcoming you. And may God bless you and those around you. God is powerful, but Agent Phillips is the prophecy. Yeah, so, uh, how do you think about uh alternative nigeria then there's a lot to unpack there isn't there yeah 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 well 10 million pound you can't be stiff that can it <laughs> absolutely not no no um um yeah. yeah i'm speechless to be quite honest where where did you get was this in your spam in your emails or something or where did you get where did this come in in my spam <laughs> what the canned meat no you can't <laughs> emails like 
you know, electric mail. Yeah, faxes. <laughs> faxes. I don't know how you've got all of this message, but it's yeah. <laughs> if you want to pursue it, crack on, but count me out. Well, yeah, count me out as well, Phillips. Oh, yeah. is it? I'll, yeah, I'll back oh. you on a lot of things, but yeah, I'll back but, you but... on very little. <laughs> well, I thought I was on a surefire thing there, so I'll probably I'll investigate it further. Yeah, but obviously, you know, they want you to form a new church league out in Nigeria. Um, what about the church league at home? Uh, uh yeah. Are you feel, feel you're the most qualified person for that, or are you just thinking of the money? Well, I'm basically fraudulently playing that church league, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. They've got a flat earthers team in there. Yeah. Which is know, I, I, there's no religion in my team. Yeah, well, lots of people are getting arrested every other week. Yeah, well, true. Um, oh yeah, good point. Last weekend, did we play? Oh, I was on business last weekend. Okay. In Nigeria or? No, not yet, not yet. I'm looking for flights. Yeah, but yeah, I think you can drive it. <laughs> yeah, Doesn't well, it... you have got a Lamborghini or something now. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, your Michelago. Yeah, yeah. I'm on business now. The team runs after itself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Leighton James and Terry Venables were in charge. Of <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gave him a couple of quid to look after the boys. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah Tony's money. Well, doing well then. When I've uh, Fully investigated this business venture. I'll um, I'll ring one of them up and see how they got on. Yeah, great. So, anything other than your business venture, Phillips, or are you just relying on the message tonight? No, well, that message is pretty big news, to be honest. With you. Yeah, yeah, it sounds, a lot, sounds fantastic. Say, so, yeah, there's, yeah. there's a lot in there. I, rec- I recommend people who listen to this thing so listen listen to it twice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get but- any money for that, by the way. My favourite bit is when they call it uh, the A four hundred and seventy. Yeah, well, you know, there's a, they've got a lot to learn about the head the the uh, the A four seventy and the values in general. But you know, it seems a lot like artificial intelligence uh, with the voice and everything as well. So I don't know whether that's you, something you need to be wary of. That, that person's got artificial intelligence, right? Never mind. For another time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just close like that talk- can of worms again. There. It's like talking to a dog about stock trading now. So I, I listened to it on a cassette player. So Red Island played it to me on a cassette player. Like. Did it arrive in a cassette in the post? Yeah, I think so, yeah. With a brown yeah. envelope. It's a hell of a lot of banknotes in it, but I'm not going to tell you how many. <laughs> or if they're real. Yeah. Or currency. There we are. <laughs> nice secrecy. Yeah, yeah just... Uh, yeah, I better go, boys. Uh, I got stuff to do. Lot to dwell on. Yeah, yeah. All what the best for cigars to buy next. I'm yeah. Looking forward to uh, yeah. hearing what you make of all of this next yeah, week. Short, short and sharp this week. You, you seem to be in a bit of a. <laughs> Where's that Wrexham apologist? <laughs> he'll come Busy. with me. Guaranteed. <laughs> Engaged. Right. Okay. Uh, he'll come with me. I'll, I'll think, ring him up. I'll offer him the job. Right, right I gotta go. Off you go. Off you go. (laughs) You can go, mate, not me. I'm turning the tables on you. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Get get out. On your bike. Two lads. (laughs) Welcome back to part two of the pod. Uh, It's time for our game, which one day we'll have to give a name. Um, (laughs) But uh, that day won't be today. Um, Megan, you're a guest. You'll get to go first. Uh, Or you get to flip, flip flip to go first sorry 
Um, okay. uh, I'm going to flip a coaster. Do you want um, okay. like pattern side or uh, cork side, whatever the bottom of a coaster is? <laughs> um, I'm going to go a with the pattern. Point. I feel like the pattern is the, the heads. It's, it's not. Sorry, Megan. It's, oh, it's no. Um, so, Rod, I'll let you choose if you want to go first or second, but I'll tell you the game first. Okay. Um, I thought it would be harsh to pick a game pre-November 2019, as Megan probably couldn't even point to Wales on the map um, at that point. <laughs> so I, I have been yeah, nice. I, I couldn't, probably. I've been nice-ish. Um, I'm going back to a game that I'd say probably 85% of the people listening to this pod, including me, will have forgotten even took place. Um, it's Wales nil, USA nil, in a friendly in November 2020. Oh, behind God. closed doors in Swansea. Oh, um, we've got obviously we, it's gonna be the first week of the new rules where we're going to at least have three rounds, and the winner after three round wins, or it goes to sudden death. Considering the last few weeks we've barely gotten through one round. <laughs> um, so yeah, Rod, you can choose whether you go first or second. Um, it's a game played behind closed doors, November twenty twenty, Wales nil, USA nil, absolutely miserable game. Uh, I, I was reminded of it when I was looking through our fixtures, um, and I was like, the, "Oh my god, that is the, completely off my radar." The COVID behind closed doors, even the Nations League ones, yeah. I struggle to remember because they were all like you know, one nil as well, weren't they? They weren't yeah. even exciting games. It's just that period of time where it was just weird. Don't remember all the games sort of blurred. Like I know that yeah. Nico Williams and Johnny Williams like either scored or assisted each other in like they both two games. Many out there now. <laughs> but I can't tell you which yeah. ones they were. Like yeah. I just know that they did it and it was just sort of all in a big blur. But no, I remember that I don't remember this game, but I remember sitting in my my friend's living room in London because I was just about to get on a flight the very next day to right. go back home during COVID. Cause I was like I'd given up on staying in Wales. I'd given up on finding a job and I was gonna, gonna go like abscond back to the USA. Um and I'd just gotten a tattoo and her dad just kept asking me why I was ruining my life with this tattoo that I got. Um, and so I don't actually remember the game that well. I just remember being in the living room, getting sort of hounded by this man in London for ruining my life with a, a tattoo that I think my seven-year-old cousin could have drawn better. Unfortunately, <laughs> Megan, that doesn't get you any points. No. So, uh, Rod, would you like to go first or second? I may as well go first and get yeah. my wrong answer out of the way. Um, there's... <laughs> Yeah, I definitely. I have no recollection of where I was for this game, or whether I even bloody watched it. I could have been in work or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'll go first, and I'll guess the goalkeeper. Risky move, but Danny Ward. Correct. One nil. Megan, can you follow oh. suit? Okay. Um, I'm gonna say Connor Roberts. Correct. One all. Good We're start from well, yeah. <laughs> Rod. Further than we've ever got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Right, I'll go. Kiefer Moore. Correct. Oh, two one. I'm quite tense about this. Do we actually? I didn't think that Wales fielded a decent squad, but now I'm starting to second guess myself. Maybe it was the USA that fielded such a crappy squad. Um. Don't second um, guess yourself too much. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Nico because I feel like this was a, a time. No. no, I'm wrong. No, oh! Nico. All right. So two one. The door's been left open for Rod. Rod, if you get this right, you win. Nico was on the bench and didn't come on. Well, the whole thing. Yeah, because it'll be your th- three of three, and Megan will be able to reach. Right. Reach it. I get you. I get how it works now. I was struggling with the format then. Um, <laughs> uh, Ethan Ampadu. 
No. <sighs> no. Oh. Right, Megan, yeah. to equalize. Ben, ben Davis. Ben Davis. No. What? No, no. We no. really did field a C yeah, team, no. right? Two, this two one Rod wins, scraped Sting. over the line. Oh, is it? There's no. There's, that's the well, end no, of the penalty. You, you've had three each, and you got two right. There we are. Got one right. So I well. get you. Yeah. Okay. Um, now I totally understand the format. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry, but the team on the go. The team was um, Danny Ward in goal. Chris Gunter was captain um, oh, on his. His, his crawl to the 100th cap that he had <laughs> when he was getting all the token games and minutes. Yeah. Um, Tom Lockyer completely didn't realise he that played. That was my next guess. Uh, Dang it. Um, Connor <laughs> Roberts, uh, obviously we got. The lesser seen, James Lawrence. Um, there you go. Dylan know. Levitt started. Rabbi Matondo started. Matt Smith. Harry Wilson. Tom Lawrence, who I didn't know played that. Well, that was probably one of his last caps. And Kiefer Moore. And then wow. uh, GN, Dan James, Brennan Johnson, Joe Rodon, and Joe Morell came off the bench. Who was that manager then? I can't even... Page. The t- that was just was... after um, he took over from Giggs. That was his first match ever. Because I remember yeah. it, that it was... It, I felt like it's... It? Yeah, that was his first match ah. from after the, the gigs up. Because I remember when his first match with the World Cup was against the USA. And his yeah. first match kind of in charge was also the USA. USA. So yeah. there was a sort of natural symmetry there that was kind of pleasing, but James, I James don't La- remember that squad. James no. Lawrence kind of dropped off the map after that Belarus game, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's a strange one, James Lawrence. Yeah. Um, Megan, you bumped strange. into him randomly in the street in Amsterdam, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> last summer when me, Sarah Penn and Jones, Molly Stevens and Sophie Davis decided to go out for a Wales away, we were just walking through Amsterdam and I think it was Molly who recognized James Lawrence. I wouldn't have recognized him if he is if he had James Lawrence no. tattooed on his forehead. Like <laughs> I <yeah>. never <laughs> I never would have been like, Oh my god, it's you, but somehow Molly Molly and Sophie and Sarah recognized him and we just had like a really weird chat in the middle of this Amsterdam road and he had like his little bicycle with him and he was so Dutch and it was really cool to sort of see <laughs> him just like vibing in his new city. Yeah. Well, what a guy. I hope but you're doing all right who, out there, James. He was at South Pauli Sa- 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 the last time I remember looking. I he was a- playing somewhere in Am- either. No, wait, I think his parents live in He's, Amsterdam. Yeah, because yeah. he started at Ajax Academy, didn't he? Um, He's currently at Nuremberg. Um, he moved there in 2022 from Sao uh, Paulo. Uh, he also played for Andelect and some Slovakian team. Um, Trenchin. Uh, yeah, not on trial for war crimes. Um, he has just played well, for... Well, that, that Belarus performance, he could have been. St. Pauli. Yeah, he could have been tried <laughs> in Kazan of all places as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right, we'll, uh, we've got a couple of questions um, to wrap up. Um, thankfully, people listened to me when I said we're on a strict deadline, so we don't have time for a lot of questions, and we haven't got um, loads of ridiculous ones, just one ridiculous one from Boosh, um, standard. Um, Evan Powell said, uh, what the fuck is going on at FIFA right now? Which was in response to um, FIFA have given the World Cup to um, Spain, the 2030 World Cup to Spain, Portugal, and Morocco, which is fine but they've given the first three games of the tournament to Uruguay, Paraguay, and Argentina, which was a different bid. So they combined two bids, which means uh, 2030 will take place across three continents and six countries. Um, Rod, I tweeted earlier sort of saying, um, why do people run in football, want to make it absolutely rubbish for everyone else? Um, 
it just feels totally unnecessary to play a tournament across three continents like this. I don't know what the hell's going on with FIFA. Like, some sort of money involved or something, some sort of swindle going on for this to happen. Um, why do they just have it all in South America if mm. if it's the hundred year thing that they're going for, whatever it is? Well, I think I, it's because if these guys get the games for twenty thirty, it means that the next bid for twenty thirty four has to either be yeah. an AFC mm. or an Oceania team, which leaves the door open yeah. for say, yeah. like Saudi Arabia yeah. or one of those. So I, I think this is a very deliberate game plan from some of the people up at the top. One hundred percent, I think that's the case. Twenty thirty four Saudi Arabia, yeah. Win the World Cup again, no doubt. Yeah. Oh, that went so well last time. Yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so glad we all learned from our mistakes. This is cool. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm just more stunned that my bid for Hindavri didn't get considered, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, at the end of the day, but there we are. Yeah. yeah. Dead in the Kinda water. Wrap that one up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there yeah. we are. Um, yeah, it is It is mental that FIFA seemed to have um, sort of the, the two parts of the, you know, the two sort of populations in football that make football what it is are the players and the fans and they seem to have neither neither's best interests at heart you know that it's only the first three games of the tournament being played in south america which means whoever's in those first three games will have the rest of their games in in spain portugal and morocco it's not as if they play if they were playing like one or two groups in south america and then it was a knockout so it would almost make sense but you're going to get one game in you could play in you, Paraguay you, one week and then you have to get to Morocco, you know, four or five days later. If that, you know. You, ju- you just know if we qualify, we'll be one of those teams. But yeah. I, I wouldn't be complaining, though. I would really like to go to South America yeah. for a World not, Cup Not game. for a game. I'd like to go for, like, a tournament yeah. would be great. Yeah. i just stay there and watch the rest of the tournament from yeah. South America, probably. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a good point. Um, There's on that just note, so many factors, like, to sort of like even just let the altitude change from South America Mm. over to Morocco and stuff like I remember that was a really big talking point around some of the earlier World Cups like in the past I mean just like different teams dealing with different stuff like I don't know it's just insane but hey I'm not I don't work at FIFA so what do I know yeah um don't know know who's had a worse week to be honest with you um top loaders press uh officer or FIFA (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm so sad. I really like that song too. Like I was, I, I really enjoy that song, and now I can't listen to it anymore without <laughs> seeing sacred. Nigel Farage like doing his little dance. <laughs> um, Rod, I don't know if you've seen, but in terms of um, a tournament that we should all go to, 2027 African Cup of Nations. Yeah, we see where that's Uganda, being held. Uganda, Kenyan, Tanzania, Uganda, Kenya. Tanzania. Yeah, yeah. Did see that, that. That's a proper tournament. That is. Uh, yeah, I'll. Uh be looking into that definitely yeah. Uh, yeah maybe this is where we start um the campaign not only for rosie hughes to be called by Gemma granger but for wales to um leave yes, uefa yeah. and join yeah. um the, Af- maybe the african if, maybe uh, if, federation maybe if they can just do a one-off like the gold cup or the cop american yeah a couple of in, in invitational teams then uh yeah we could uh certainly make a case to be one of them i think yeah <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah. um the Podfather Alan March with a with a really good question. Yeah, he said, "Who is the most famous or infamous person from your hometown?" Um, Megan, obviously, uh, you come from America. 
Wow. Yeah, uh, I do. Who is the most <laughs> famous person um, from your hometown? Uh, so this is difficult because I'd love to claim that I'm actually from the heart of New Orleans, but anyone who lives in New Orleans would despise me for that because I definitely live in a suburb outside New Orleans. I have no idea who's come from Covington, Louisiana. Like I've got zero clue. My mom is a really big yoga teacher and she's pretty famous around like our area. <laughs> so I'd probably she say my mother. She isn't that Adrian that always does yoga on YouTube. Yeah. She's famous. Yeah, but I'd say that's not her. like is it? New Orleans. <laughs> oh no, that's not her. Oh, right. But like <laughs> New Orleans in general, we've had we've 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 had a lot of really cool people. Ellen DeGeneres was us, which I think now she's kind of in that infamous category. Mm. So, um, mm. I don't know if you just Google New Orleans, go onto the Wikipedia page of famous people, just take a sort of like a dart and throw it, and that's going to be my answer. We've got loads of famous people that's come from my place, but I don't think anyone from Covington, Louisiana, has come from there. So. I'll be the I'll be the next infamous person to emerge from Covington, Louisiana. Infamous, okay, that's that's one way to look at it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Rod, other than yourself, um, who is Slanderry's <laughs> famous son or daughter? Um, quite a lot of local characters, but they're not obviously not famous. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a few rugby players. Um, seems to be the case, but then there's historically, I think there's a. William Williams, he was a big hymn writer in Wales. He's quite famous in Welsh hymn circles. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a vicar called Vicar Pritchard. He was a big, big deal in the religious background of Wales, I think. Um, I don't, I, it's probably someone I just can't think of off the top of my head. Um, but you probably plumb for one of those. And obviously, yeah, very, very historical. Going way back, things have happened in the town, but um, in terms of famous people, it's probably more people who've lived nearby. I think mm. um, who's Billy Fury who used to live near Kendavri. He's a 50s, 60s rock person, I think. Is he? I don't know. Google it. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. No, uh, I'll, I'll have a, I'll have to have another think because off the top of my head, I can't think. But there's, I think there's probably been a couple I'm not thinking of. Um, there's an actress. She was in some. Yeah, I don't know. Come Handel, back to me. Handel Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I'm on yeah. the Wikipedia now for um, in notable residents of um, Clan um, Clan Devery. and there's a lot of yeah, not, nothing much 21st century going on here other than a couple of rugby players. Yeah, pretty yeah. poor show. Um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty right. important Calm people, down. I guess. Um, <laughs> I, we'll, I won't go too much in Bridgend, but obviously it is the centre of the universe. We've had some big names. Obviously, there is a lot of um, lot of rugby players um, coming out of Bridgend, but we'll ignore them because to us, they're irrelevant right now. Um, we've got, you know, Ian Nicole Cooks, gold medalist at the Olympics. Um, we've got um, Hugh Edwards, disgraced journalist and newsreader, um, Sorry, Hugh. Um, David Emmanuel, <laughs> who designed um, Princess Diana's wedding dress. I know his brother, um, who is a right character. God bless you, Myrig, top man. Um, who else have we got? Um, Howard Marks was from Kenvergill, which is part of the Bridgend County Borough. Um, you know, drug smuggler, classic. Um, we've got... Leroy from the Valleys, that that program that was on MTV for a while, um, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, that I think that's sort of a few of the Steve Strange as well. That's another big one. 
there was there the Madhvai, the parish I used to live in as a youngster, <laughs> just outside in there. We had the um the Madhav God Madhvai, which is like the doctor original doctor kind of of Wales. They're quite famous. Um, okay. For their medicinal kind of thing, and that's my house that I used to live in was named after them as well. But they're quite famous, and there's a Lady of the Lake myth in the Welsh mythology that happened yeah. nearby. So, and Tum we had Shun a middle Catty. school named Lady of the Lake. That's all I got. Yeah, right. <laughs> Tim Tum Shunkati as well, the uh, old uh, Welsh Robin Hood. He's, there we uh, are. Big yeah, names in caves near here somewhere. So. <laughs> Big names. <laughs> yeah. Um, Right, and of course, finishing up with uh, Boosh's question. Trains on boats and planes are passing by. They mean a trip to Paris or Rome for someone else, but not for me, warbled Dion Warwick. Since transport has been in the news recently, what is your favourite mode of transport? Or are you more of a walking person? Megan, what's your favourite mode of transport? I'm I'm a walker. I walk yeah. everywhere. If it is within two and a half miles, that's walking distance, and I will I will always walk. Um, yeah, that's why everyone always sees me with a backpack, and I never look dressed up because I'm always walking. Yep, young Forrest Gump. Um, <laughs> Rod. That's what they call me back home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How would you like to get about? She's she, Forrest Gump's actually from Covington. Louisiana. Yeah, there we are. <laughs> I uh I enjoy walking, but I wouldn't get very far if I had to rely on walking as my mode of transport in Canada. To be fair, but um, then again, you can't rely on the trains. But I I think trains probably my favorite mode of transport. Like yeah. especially especially in Europe, when I've been on the trains there, you can't you know fantastic uh, way of traveling. I think and yeah, trains. There we go, mm-hmm. Bush. There's you. Exciting answer there. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on trains. If they were more reliable and more affordable, yeah. they would yeah, be ve- very hot properly. topic this week as well. Yeah. Yeah. And um yeah. but you know, as much as I shouldn't be, I do I'm a car guy. I love driving. Big fan of driving. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. chuck a podcast on. You got aircon if you want it, you got your heating if you want it. Um it's all on your terms. Um but I hate traffic, so you can't win it. Can't win it all, can you? Can't win it all. Uh spend too much time uh that question deserved it. Um, but yeah, to finish off tonight, um, we're going to uh, play us out. Um, is a song um, Andrew Dowlin sent to me, um, our friend Andrew Dowlin, called Here For You, which is marking um, Mental Health and Depression Awareness Month. Um, as some of you will know, it's coming up to a year anniversary since we lost our friend Kerry um, suicide. So um, yeah, this is a song that he wrote about uh, about know two of his for Kerry and another one of his friends who've uh, who took their own lives in the past and suffered from um you know a battle with mental health so uh lovely little song to play us out with a nice um nice meaning uh for um mental health and depression awareness month um Rodri any closing statements from you uh no really I don't I can't think of anything I need to say to be honest with you um Bush's question has really sucked out the energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah it was a lovely happy, happy game podcast, with... <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely sucked the energy out of the game. Yeah, um, and I, I, I suppose I should say trucking, but I've never actually driven a truck. So yeah, my favorite mode of transport, but you know, <laughs> yeah, keep trucking and 
I don't know where I don't think I'm here next week, right? So um Yeah. Yeah, see everyone at the Croatia game. I can't get up to Rexham, unfortunately, but yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, should be good. Uh and Megan, uh what have you got to say? Any closing statements? Anything you want to sell by any chance? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um well two things. One, if you're at the Rexham game, I'll be there too. So yeah, I'm trying to meet new friends because I've realized that I probably need to make more friends. So that's cool. Um, but also, if you're interested in a Swansea shirt from the 2020-21 season that's signed by Andre Ayu and the squad, please get in contact with me because I am desperate to get rid of the shirt um, and I'm in desperate need of some money. So, yeah, I won't rip you off. Um, I'm not going to give you a price on the podcast because that's cheeky and I don't <laughs> want to get taken advantage of. But, yeah, if you're interested, just just give me a little buzz and I'd like to like to sell you a shirt. And that's yeah. all I'm going to say. Yeah, uh, you did quote, quote us earlier at £1,300 is what you're looking for. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the exact price of a flat in, in yeah. Cardiff to pay for a month's rent. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, uh, buy, a sh- buy a Swansea shirt if you want to buy a Swansea shirt. Uh, there's one yeah. for sale. It's never uh, been a better time to be a Swansea fan, honestly. Just exactly. ignore my entire previous <laughs> yeah. section. No, go back, yeah. think back to a season where um, you got to the playoffs and remember it with a signed shirt. Um, it was yeah. season. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was that was the playoff season, and then Brentford um destroyed us. Yes, exactly, exactly. You know, well, what better way to remember such a <laughs> such a great season? Um, but yeah, thanks again for listening, everyone. Um, reminder to buy tickets for St. Fagans if you're in the area and come on down. Um, or um, buy a copy of issue eleven, or buy anything really. Um, you know, buy milk. Do what you want to do. <laughs> um, biscuits. Biscuits, yeah, why not? Just just keep yeah. buying, spending money, help the economy. Bonsai, Bonsai trees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, great. Good stuff. Uh right. Um to play us out is here for you by Andrew Dowlin. Uh thank you, Megan. Thank you, Rodri. And thank you everyone for listening. Um, thank you, Wales. I think you're the real star of the show here. Uh, without oh, you, we'd yeah. be nothing. Um all the best. Buy some cheese as well. <laughs> just on that note, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye. Your tears and release your fears. Give you our cheers, then let me know. I'm here for you. If you're looking around for something to hold on to, I'm there for you. Just realize that I'm open, I'm there for you.